0: Welcome to Kill the Lights, More Than an Athlete. I'm your host, Chad Hall. In this 12-episode podcast series, you'll hear from the source. You'll hear from 12 different Piedmont University athletes about their plans following college athletics. Follow along with this series and see how they're more than an athlete. Welcome back to Kill the Lights, More Than Just an Athlete. I'm your host, Chad Hall. This is episode number 11 featuring Dylan Prevy. Dylan, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing good, Chad. How are you?
0: Uh, Hanging in there. So I got to ask you this, Prevy, since we are good pals. Why did you come to Piedmont University in the first place?
1: Uh, I came to Piedmont because of their engineering pathway with Georgia Tech. And Piedmont also gave me the opportunity to play college lacrosse, which was always a dream of mine. So I thought it was a perfect place to do both things that I wanted. So
0: you're not from Georgia originally, are you? No, I'm from Northern Virginia. Jeez, that's a long way from home, huh? Yeah. So was Piedmont your only place that you wanted to go out of college?
1: Um, Originally, I was looking at some in-state schools. Then COVID kind of threw everything off. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I basically hit a reset and one day the coaches from Piedmont hit me up and was like, this is what we have. And I thought it was too good to pass up.
0: Oh, well, I mean, you took it, it obviously paid off. You're still here. So, um, so you, you talk about your career path. What is it exactly that you want to do?
1: Um, I want to go in the aerospace engineering, specifically being like a launch technician.
0: Nice. So you are in the engineering pathway at Piedmont. Yes. So what does is, what is your breakdown look like? Because I know it's different for everyone.
1: Um, so for me, I took the executive decision to take pre-calc again when I got here, mm-hmm. which delays you half a semester. Wow. Because certain math classes are and physics classes are only offered in the spring and fall. Oh, okay. So... I was lucky enough that my first two semesters here were pretty easy. Calc one was the only challenging class I had to take, mm-hmm. and then my f- fall of sophomore year was a class where I did, or a semester where there were none of the classes I needed offered. So I took that as taking all my gen eds and getting those out of the way, but. Right after then, that, that's when it starts picking up. You get double stacked with Calc 2, Physics 1, mm-hmm. and currently I'm in Physics 2 and Calc 3. Oh, my God.
0: That's scary.
1: Yeah. It's yeah, so, quite the monster.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's good that you enjoy math and science. I mean, you do want to do aerospace engineering, so you're unlike the rest of us and pursuing a difficult career field. So are you going to be at Piedmont for, let's say, what, four Four years total?
1: I'll be here for three and a half.
0: Three and a half and then off to the school of your choosing? Yes. So have you well, – are you thinking Georgia Tech? Or are you thinking Kennesaw?
1: Uh, for me, it's pretty much either Kennesaw or Georgia Tech. So – okay. So it's up to – it's just up to what I want to do.
0: So does that – when you're in the engineering pathway and you decide what school is next – does it come down to what requirements you meet for that school or are, do you just get that automatic admission into it because you have all the courses and stuff completed?
1: Um, so basically each school has a pretty similar like layout of what classes you need to take. Mm -hmm. Um, Georgia tech's GPA requirement is a bit higher than Kennesaw's. Kennesaw's is like a, 293 and mm-hmm. Georgia george is a 3.3 but then they also look at your stem gpa of which you uh, like maths, the classes yes. that you've taken okay It's specifically of math science and labs mm-hmm. and then that factors in so it's it's pretty tough it's a tough yeah it's a tough time so
0: where are you where are you in standing right now you don't have to disclose it if you don't want to but it's completely up to you
1: um at this point i'm still eligible for georgia tech and Kennesaw, kind of um, mm-hmm. the hope is to stay on course with Georgia Tech.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a
1: great place to end up.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's not – it's, what, an hour and a half from here, and you're still in the state of Georgia, and obviously if you came to Georgia, you must like Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you you speak of your, your plans after athletics, and you want to go to Georgia Tech, you want to complete your degree at Georgia Tech, and obviously end up in aerospace engineering. So – I know I would ask you if there are any job offers on the table, but you have a lot of school left. Yeah. So I'm not going to ask you that. Do you have a desired destination, like ha- like companies, location, anything?
1: Um, Location-wise, there's pretty much four places I can end up. It's okay. Houston, Atlanta, f- South Florida, or D.C. Okay. So, oh, D.C., back yeah. home. It's a quick 15-minute drive from my house. That's so. not bad that's kind of the ideal landing point Mm -hmm. because i'll still be up by my family um but i'm pretty open to landing anywhere yeah
0: i mean atlanta being a close second i'm sure but um houston that's like opposite end of the world for you so what 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 is this company is this all within the same company or
1: um it's pretty much spread out between like nasa boeing spacex all the kind of tech giants
0: spacex yeah, elon musk that's pretty cool yeah so
1: what is are they is is your job
0: field are they in need of jobs
1: yeah i think it's a job field where they're always in need of people mm-hmm. it's just a very competitive field i'm sure that's why I like when i've been looking for internships if you don't get them right away they're very challenging yeah and that's kinda one of the negatives of going to a smaller school is your academic standpoint isn't always seen as like competitive enough. Oh. Okay. So it's been it's been a struggle. Mm-hmm. But I've been trying to make connections to just get my name in there and yeah. go from there.
0: Oh well, I'm sure knowing Piedmont and knowing the people that are involved with Piedmont, I'm sure there's connections somewhere. Yeah. Which is um a great thing about being here. But so, have you had any unique opportunities? I know you talk about the internships and what you've been looking for. Have you had any unique opportunities like externships, internships, or anything outside of athletics since you've been here?
1: Um, kind of being a part of like such a small major mm-hmm. has been cool because I've learned to like grow closer to the people within my sure internship or not internship between my major which kind of is one of those things at a big school that doesn't always happen. Mm-hmm. And it just gives us all the ability to have the best chance at mastering what we're doing because we can bounce questions off each other and one of us is bound to know it. Yeah. So that's kind of been a positive Cool. of being at Piedmont.
0: Do you know, is there anyone that you're super close with that's been in your major?
1: Um, probably J.D. Cheatham, who is a fellow cross player, and then Yannick and Connor Phelps, uh, who are men's tennis players.
0: Nice. So I know JD specifically. He's he's been really looking at Georgia Tech, and he's trying to really speed up his process, and he's trying to be in at Georgia Tech as soon as next semester, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. But is there is there a benefit to finishing, like what you, not what you set out for, but finishing the majority of it at Piedmont rather than going straight to Georgia Tech? Is there any benefit in that?
1: Um, So if you finish the completed course requirements, Mm -hmm. you're put into a much smaller pool of people because you'll be in with dual degree instead of transfers. Uh So it's a very small pool. And depending on what time of the year you sign the transfer, it makes it even smaller. Sure. And through Piedmont with the people they've sent to Georgia Tech, They've seen it's pretty. It's not automatic, but it. It's pretty pretty close. Yeah, Yeah. pretty close.
0: Interesting. So, since you decided to make you made that executive decision to do what you can here and then go, I mean your chances are pretty high, like you said. So I mean that's awesome. And then what what's the timeline at Georgia Tech? You got to take the super hard classes, and then if you make it out alive, you make it out alive.
1: Yeah, it's they usually give you two two and a half year time range okay just it all depends on how fast you want to take classes yeah
0: well so you do get the freedom in deciding how much you're going to take what okay well that makes it a little bit easier yeah i know georgia tech's not easy but (laughs) it seems like it seems like you got it down if you're if you're in standing to go to georgia tech tomorrow i mean you got to be doing something right yeah so that's what i'm hoping congrats man congrats thank you so dylan i gotta ask you We'll transition back to athletics because we're we're student-athletes, right? What is your favorite Piedmont sports memory from your team and another team on campus?
1: From my team was probably beating Pfeiffer my freshman year. So it was our senior day, and it was a very big game that no one really expected us to win. Mm -hmm. And um, we came together as a group and – pulled out a 8-4 victory, and I remember it was that. probably one of the happiest moments for all of us as a team. Yeah, it was and, fun. Yeah, and then for another team probably last year watching the women's soccer team win conference in a shootout, yeah. that was pretty cool to experience.
0: Yeah, I wasn't here for that, unfortunately. I got to watch it on my phone, but <laughs> it's pretty cool. And, I mean, we could even talk about beating Pfeiffer last year. Yeah. That was
1: awesome. That was another good win, yeah. another one where no one predicted us to win yeah. once again.
0: Yeah. What was that, 15-13 uh, final?
1: Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't like Pfeiffer. But, all right, so I, I have to fill you in a little bit. All of my research for my capstone, which is coming up in about three weeks, and I'm pretty terrified, but it it's talking about student-athletes being more than just athletes. So I have to ask you, do you believe that there are stigmas and stereotypes surrounding Division three student-athletes?
1: Uh, yeah, I do. Um, one of them that I heard a lot when I committed and that people told me was, oh, division three guys are people that are capable of playing at a higher level, but just don't put in the work in school. Mm-hmm. And that's honestly one of the falsest things I've sure heard because even through Piedmont's team and other teams in the conference and around the country, you have guys pulling out 3.5s, th- 4.0s on a consistent basis, right? So I don't think it's a it's a GPA thing that everyone paints it to be.
0: Yeah, and I uh, that's that's funny you say that is because what I've learned about Division three specifically is that all of the academic standing is up to par with those who are not athletes, mm-hmm. and it's pretty it was pretty eye opening for me. And I got to focus my research all around that and seeing if there were the stigmas and. It's it's interesting that you mention ath- academics cuz you're one of the only people who's been on this podcast who has mentioned academics. And a lot of people have mentioned the athletic side where a lot of people just kind of push D3 to the side and they don't think that it's like any other college athletics like Division 1, Division 2, but it is. Yeah. It's competitive. There's the most student athletes involved in Division 3. Like
1: yeah, I just I think it's all comes down the labels, Sure. because anyone who commits D one are always set to like the highest standard, mm-hmm. and D two, you know, they get scholarships too, so they have a standard. But when people think about D three, they just see people trying out for a team mm-hmm. and kind of always brush them off. When in reality, there's probably a lot of d3 teams that could be a d2 and a d1 team
0: i think so too i mean we even see it in lacrosse yeah like there are some division three lacrosse teams that i would be terrified to face yeah and uh, obviously it's all up north but i mean you're from up north and i think you got you especially got to experience this pretty it was pretty close to home because i'm sure there were people on your team in high school that were going to the Division One teams, the Division Two teams, and they were sort of the, quote, unquote, big deal. And they, I mean, did that put you at a disadvantage?
1: Um, I think so, yeah, because, like, my high school team was nationally ranked throughout the years I was there, and we were as high as, like, 10. Wow. Um, the class in front of me, they had kids go, I think, 11 committed, and 10 of them went D1. <laughs> wow. Uh, My class, seven went D1, in the class below me, nine kids went D1, which they went to like Maryland, Duke. Oh, like the big boys. They went to the big boys. So I was always, as a player who wasn't the star player, I was kind of overshadowed anytime we did showcases and in front of college coaches, which was unfortunate because there's a lot of kids – especially up north at a high school level that can play college lacrosse, yeah. but don't get the opportunity because they're continuously overshadowed.
0: Yeah, and I think there's also that notion that exists within high school athletics that's more of D1 or bust. Yeah. And I think a lot of people think like that, and personally, I don't like it. See, when when you're not, when you think you're a Division one player and then you come to the realization and you're coming to earth moment where you're not in most people's eyes then you kind of have to you have to figure out what's next and a lot of people kind of give up on their dreams
1: yeah that's what i kind of fell into eighth grade or freshman and sophomore year Mm -hmm. i was playing probably some of the best lacrosse i've played and thought i had the possibility of going d1 Mm -hmm. and then i had an injury a pretty significant injury and covid Mm-hmm. and every D1 school that showed interest was now gone. Yeah. So I, at that point, I kind of gave up, and I was like, College of Cross isn't for me. Mm-hmm. I'll just go to school, be a regular person, and figure out what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's when Piedmont stepped in and showed me that I was capable. And once Piedmont started talking to me, I saw a trend of most of the USA South teams uh-huh. and most of the – teams we play on a yearly basis Mm -hmm. wanted me because they didn't want someone else to get me. Right. So I hate that people think if you don't go D1, you're not a college athlete. Yeah. Because you are, and some schools have stricter schedules for D2 and D3 athletes than D1 athletes. Mm -hmm. And I think people just overshadow that, especially when you go to a small school Mm -hmm. like Piedmont. It's kind of just, I feel like teachers don't acknowledge it and you're just they expect more from you mm-hmm. when you're you know you're giving it your best.
0: Sure. Yeah, and I think Piedmont especially gives athletes a, a very great place to be. Yeah. Like we are we are so spoiled with what we get to experience in athletics. Like our Athletic Center is top of the line, best of the best division three. Yeah. And then we also have academics that are probably top one top five if anything in the state of georgia Mm -hmm. for private colleges yeah and it's incredible like you come here for athletics and you get the whole shebang yeah and you can go and have all these different opportunities i mean we're in close contact with the university of georgia Mm -hmm. so there's endless opportunities for anybody who comes here and i think if you have the opportunity to go division three you might as well yeah And because if you want to play college athletics, the competition is, it's great. And I think a lot of people are just like, oh, whatever, division three. Like if you want to be a real person and an athlete in college at the same time, you go division three. Yeah. Because if you go division two, division one, they own you.
1: Yeah. That's what I mostly loved about Piedmont was, you know, coming in, I've focused on lacrosse because that's what I thought I was here to do. Right. And kind of branching out seeing that I had an opportunity to be myself Mm -hmm. and have my own life where my friends who went to, you know, better schools Mm -hmm. didn't have that. It was class lacrosse bed and a constant cycle of that. Yeah. But Piedmont, you know, you have your class lift lacrosse. Then you have pretty much the rest of the day to do whatever you want. Right. And I just feel like the freedom that D3 lacrosse gives you allows student athletes to be a lot happier.
0: Yeah, I think so too, and and coaches really do care about the well-being of their athletes. I mean, here especially, because we get to experience that firsthand, but it's also like the one thing that I like about Piedmont and D3 Athletics is that they allow you to be an athlete and and a student and athletes. Academics come before athletics, and they they preach that, and they really make sure that you're doing well in your classes before you start to step on the field and make and make an impact athletically. So, it's awesome. Yeah.
1: yeah, and I think that's one of the best things about Piedmont because for a lot of kids coming out of high school, if you fall behind in college, it's a it's not easy to get back to where you need to be. Right. But our coaches throughout the entire school are so supportive that if you need time off from practice, they'll give it to you. Mm -hmm. They understand that your sport is not the only thing in your life. Yeah. And I think that helps a lot of kids out because, like, my freshman year, I had times where I just needed to go home. And our coach, Coach Dunn, fully supported me, allowed me to miss, you know, a Friday practice Mm -hmm. just to go home to be, like, happier.
0: Yeah. And Coach Dunn's – one of the
1: best, yeah, probably one of the best people I've met in my life, yeah,
0: absolutely. and he's he's always given his athletes the freedom mm-hmm. if they need it. And I mean, it's it's awesome. The whole coaching staff up and down ever since I've been at Piedmont has always been super supportive and make sure that you're taken care of and that they they give you an outlet, a home away from home, yeah, which is awesome.
1: and I think for a lot, especially in the lacrosse team, you have a lot of guys from out of state majority and a lot of people who don't have the luxury of you know going home on a saturday and being back by sunday sure so i think them setting up things for us to do along with just being there if you need anything right truly like sets up that home away from home
0: yeah and it's a, it, it's such a close-knit group yeah. that you basically have a second family and
1: everybody takes care of everybody and
0: it's awesome yeah which i mean we've both experienced it yeah and it's it's a great thing Prevy, Dylan, that's all the time we have.
1: Thank you for having me, Chad.
0: Yeah, I appreciate you being on the show. Tune in next episode, which will be released the same day as this episode. It's the final episode of the series. You'll hear from grad student and current Piedmont University softball player, Caitlin Isley. Thank you for listening to this episode of Kill the Lights, More Than an Athlete. This 12 episode podcast series features comments from 12 different Piedmont University athletes about their plans after college. New episodes are posted every Friday evening at 6 p.m., wherever you get your podcast.